Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Zweinol, the Team of Life and Gaming podcast, episode nine. Zweinol, episode nine. <laughs> Had to make the joke. My name is Jagris, and I'm joined, as always, by Spiro. How's it going, Spiro? Yeah, today, I'm sure you guys have seen the many times. We've got Specimen, and um, we also have Trinet joining us today to talk about some of the recent you know, events within Gwent um, that have been happening recently. So, yeah, let's um, get into it, I guess. So where do you guys want to start? You want to talk past or future? Where are we going? Um, I mean, I guess we can start from the past and go towards the future, right? That just makes chronological order sense. Okay, so I guess uh, the first thing we talk to you from the past in the specimen is on the episode. But also you too, because I believe you guys were doing a like a group watch party kind of thing for the open, right? Mm, yeah, I was I was doing a watch party with um, Bushy and I believe Tailbot joined in Ellis and some others hopped in and out. Um, but yeah, we opened obviously just happening just the last last week. Was it last weekend? Was last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, last, last weekend. weekend. And we had um yeah some exciting games. Um, we had Iluha getting that first win official event was quite nice to see. Um, I believe this was his second or. Th- was the third appearance at the Open, um, and finally managed to get that win. I don't know any Illuha. I only know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, I'm actually 35. You got to remember the 35. For a whole hour, saying "Big Kukuruzina," I'm not happy about. It, to be honest, it's not. I actually watched it back yesterday. I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Oh, Awful yeah. stuff. It's a tough one because, like, what do you do? It, it because when you're casting that sort of event, some people know who Illuha is, but not everyone will. So then if you just you've just tuned in, you have no idea about Gwent and they're talking about Aluha while you're watching Big Cuckoo Rosina. It's a difficult one for a caster, like what you do. They like I would just name. go with whatever name they've picked. I'm like, if you want to be called this, <laughs> exactly. then fine. You know? Exactly. They dug their grave. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the that's the thing. It's like um, was it just headbutt play? <laughs> He's not actually, Dravesh anymore. No, yeah, and during the Dravesh on a cast. Yeah, during the alternative <laughs> cast, I think we pointed out we were casting, or someone was casting, and they pointed out that um, they they capitalized uh, head and butt, so the B in head butt was capitalized, so it said like just head butt play, and some someone on the invitation was Quill, wasn't it? Quill yeah, he m- mentioned it. About and, it. And within like five minutes, we saw it get changed, and we're like, are they watching us? Wait, what's going on here? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, freaking butt play. I'm like, you can't you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, I mean, I, I must say it's sometimes quite annoying pronouncing or like saying these names when you're casting. Like for Dark Kevin is another kind of annoying one to say. He's changed um, it now, finally. He's yeah, got rid of it, hasn't he? What's yeah, he now? He's not TLG you know? Spivey or something like that. Oh, that's boring. I, <laughs> I was a Dark Kevin idea. fan, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah, um, open. Um, we had the, I believe it was second open, and I don't know, did anything for you guys, was there anything that stood out from you about the event, or was it just kind of like another regular open? There was a new caster. Uh, yep. Gonna... Yeah. I, wonder that, <laughs> I wonder who the new caster was. I wonder who was the new caster, Jagras, I forgot. Uh, just some geezer. He was alright. Yeah, it was It was, it, it was okay. weird, honestly. Like, I've watched so many tournaments, right? Like, so to actually sort of be, like, involved in it. I think, like, I'm also quite lucky that I had the... The masters where i was like sort of the other side of it with like prepping with freddie like just to see like all the sort of like hard work that goes in especially freddie's just like the man when it comes to tournaments right like he's got like a very definite way of approaching it 
I was with like Pia Green Knight. Like I was like, how am I here? So to sort of go from that to then like actually do the 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 commentating side of things, like it was good fun. Like just being able to um you get like the deck list early and I'm sat there like, oh wow, this is great. This I I can't tell anyone about it, but this is great. Like looking at it all and um yeah, you're just waiting to see who you're gonna be casting and uh got to watch like cams do some scrims and stuff like that, which was which was cool. And uh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, but I have to say, like I was dying for a weave for so long in one of the casts, and I was also really hot. Cause like my road is just really noisy and so my window shut. I was dehydrated cause I knew I'd have to go to the loo otherwise. So it wasn't <laughs> perfect, but it was good fun still. And like, yeah. Manos, you're making out like, like casting Gwen is such a arduous and arduous job. Like we're sitting here, you know, we need to pee. We, we're dehydrated. It's hot. Like, nah, it's, you know what? That, the most arduous part is just the rehearsals. And the only arduous part about the rehearsals is that they always rehearse the first pair first, which is Shinmiri and Flake. So we all have to show up at the same time. But me and Spessy literally just wait until they're done for us to rehearse. And if there's any technical issues or what have you, they'll fix that with Flake and Shinmiri. So you don't actually know when your rehearsal is going to start. So you might just be sitting around for like an hour and a half. And you're not really sure about what you should do because you don't want to go do anything in case, you know, suddenly you're, you're needed for casting, um, which I kind of knew. So I said to Bessie, I'm like, you know, we're going to be waiting around a bit for rehearsal. But I don't think he quite realized that we're going to be waiting around, not in the cold, not watching the rehearsal. You're just going to sit there and twiddle your thumbs. But like, it's part of the job. So it's not a yeah. particular. Can't thing. complain too much. But I was like, yeah, I was expecting to be like ready going. And then I was just sort of like doing that. I was ready for like a good hour or so. But yeah, like honestly, like the, the, the rehearsals part of it might have been the most <laughs> stressful bit, I think. It's hilarious it just... because. Oh, go on. You could tell. Yeah, like we were casting like flipping two of the CDPR devs playing against each other, like Gurnikora <laughs> against some other random deck. And I was like, wait, am I supposed to like actually cast this? <laughs> What's going on? And then like it would show like the bracket from like Masters. And I was like, yeah, as you can see, here's the bracket. Cause that's like, it was still really helpful to just like, you've got like a script and like you're looking. But yeah, I was just a bit like a bit flustered by the, by the rehearsals part. But honestly, yeah, like that- with the. They didn't warn you, right? With the cast, right? once you start, it's not too bad, really. Just sort of... I, that's the good thing about like the, the fact they've done the open cast and stuff, like just getting that sort of experience. I didn't have to worry about OBS as well this time, which is always nice. Yeah, because I didn't realize Spessy had no idea that we're just going to be broadcasting random nonsense. Like, he'll be like, and go through the decks, and then suddenly we'll go to a bracket or like uh, bands, and it's like life coach and tailbot. And you just have to kind of carry on as if this is completely normal. But they didn't tell him, and I, I forgot that it's weird because I've done it that many times. I forgot that this was in any way like unexpected. <laughs> so you just kind of get on with it. And that, wasn't there like a hype moment? There was a hype moment during this random CDPR dev game where I think they played like Yenova's Invocation, no, Yenova Divination or whatever it's called, the one that reveals a card, into Knickers, which yeah. didn't give them enough points, but they revealed <laughs> Knickers and then Knickers jumped onto the board. And we were like it was, having a hype yeah. cast moment. It was It was weird. Yeah. It was an experience. I mean, it was definitely a lot of fun. I got a question though for I'm not trying to you like you like the weird decks. Were you disappointed or 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 with the, with the lack of innovation, so to speak, in the in in in, in amongst decks open, or were you kind of just expecting it as the meta, as at a very like settled point? I sort of knew going into it that it was going to be kind of just the the normal decks, just looking at what was being played in the top sixteen and top sixty four qualifiers. I think what really got me the most though wasn't the lack of like sweet innovative brews 
but it was that the, the only sweet innovative brews in the tournament featured the card that I probably hate the most in all of Gwent, which is Angoli. Uh, I believe you. I heard about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a nonsense card. <laughs> yeah. Did I Angolim- mean, yeah. Angolim didn't not- win though, right? It's okay. Uh, it was in the finals, wasn't it? it I was think she finals, got to the finals, yeah, but she win. didn't win. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's like the silver lining, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I yes. mean, at least we didn't get, at least we didn't see any like crazy alchemist high rolls deciding any games because that would have also, that, that, that's my, my bane is alchemist, but <laughs> there were some good there ones. really none? There were some good alchemists, but I, I don't know if anyone There was like alchemist onto a fish flapper at one point, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. But I didn't really do much because he gave him a Nausicaa back. Uh, that's the only real ones I remember, to be honest. I Maybe there was one on day one in the third series, like the second one. That I thought there was one in. on day one. Yeah, I think it was in the in the third in the second series that shaken. Uh, it was who Nick against Big Cuckoo, but I can't remember what happened. I think Aluha like high rolled something. Yeah, I remember there were some good alchemists, but I don't remember recording like game winning ones. But yeah. Um, that was Gwent open number two. There's still, I believe, two more opens, of course, and then off to Gwent Masters number mm-hmm. three. I feel like remembering what happened in a in a Gwent open if you cast it. I don't know if you guys get this when you cast, but right when you're finished casting, I feel like I don't remember the vast majority of what I've just like watched and commentated a lot of the time because you're so in the moment that you're not really. You're just trying to find something to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then I'll be like, I can remember like hype bits. But like, if you were like, "What was the first matchup?" I'd be like, "Uh, give me a second. That was skill." And then I think Shamiri asked me about what happened in one of the games from the previous day. He was asking about oh, he's asking about Angolem. He was asking if Angolem hit uh something, and I was like, "Oh no, it hit Portal." But that wasn't the game he was talking about. That was like the previous game. So you just it all just becomes this mush of like <laughs> small moments that happen, uh, which is just a, it's kind of strange when you look back at it. Do you think the best player won? Yeah, um, I, I think I think Ilua played well. He had a, a solid lineup. Um, it's a little bit unfortunate, obviously, the the final disconnect. But I mean, to be fair, reverse sweeping syndicate probably wasn't going to happen. <laughs> um, so I think I I, I think Ilua, um played well. He got the he got the right decklist, and he ended up winning on the day. Yeah, I think like he was the only person that brought Koshi right, and he he was rewarded for it. He did really well with it. Like I think the. Koshi deck with the She Who Knows Cave Troll setup was like super yeah, brave. And in the finals, which was surprising. Like, it, 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 I think it was like the only non syndicate deck to actually get banned. I think. Did anything else get banned? I'm not sure. No, there was a Nuff God ban. There was a Nuff God ban once, I think, in game okay. th- match three, day one. So whoever that was, Aluha versus Nick, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Aluha's like, like, he played Nick, and I think Nick's lineup. Like there was three Angolem decks, and Nick's Angolem deck was by a distance the best built. Like I thought the the Chase one was particularly weird, and then the Kayla one was like kind of weird. It was playing like War Council, Menno, Royal Decree, whereas the Nick one was just quite polarized. With it just it had the Angolem, but it was still just playing like Dead Man's Tongue, Yoakim. Like you don't really need consistency cards, right? And and Nilfgaard with all the thinning. So Nick was a pretty tough opponent. Like he had line pockets, which he's a big fan of. Uh, he got through that, and then he beat Wang ID. I think that was the best series of the weekend. Like watched it back again yesterday and like just the way that um Aluha was able to win with monsters and then win on red coin with with northern realms like he just deserved it fair play to him and he was going to free her probably the final as well right obviously the disconnect was a bit sad but still 
Yeah, like at least the disconnect happened at a point where it was looking like the series was pretty locked up anyway. It, the worst is if you get into like a close game five situation and that ends in a disconnect. Yeah. Well, I'd argue uh, this the worst for Kayla is that, you know, because every game he wins, he would get money. Yeah. So even though it's likely that Aluha would have taken it overall, it's maybe a missed opportunity to win, you know, a few hundred dollars per mm. match, which is like, I mean, from a financial perspective, I'd be... I'd be pretty. I mean, the, the person who's going to be most upset about the whole thing is Akela at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's fair for sure. Um, and then I guess we can move on to the next topic of, you know, the, the latest patch that came out. Um, not a whole lot. I mean, they, I like what they've been doing with the fact that they've been, they, they have been buffing so many bronzes, like this bronze that you just don't see any player, which I'm, I'm very happy about because in my opinion, I've, I've been wanting Gwen to like just systematically rework or rebalance a lot of these like forgotten cards. And I do like they were touching up on those, although unfortunately, I don't think it was the, the super impactful patch in terms of shaking up the meta. The meta still seems from my perspective, at least very much the same as last season. Yeah, I mean, I generally agree with that. Um... The, there are a couple of notable changes, though. Like, I think the, the Wild Hunt change, even if it doesn't make Wild Hunt like a competitive deck, that gives you something really cool that you can experiment around with, which you couldn't really do before. A lot of, like, the, the 5 to 4P swaps are all pretty relevant. Like, Arcane Tortoise going to 4P feels really impactful for, like, soldiers, for, exa for example. Um, I don't know. It's not the most exciting patch just reading the patch notes, but even just, like, the small changes, like Syndicate losing a provision, the Ball deck losing, like, two or three provisions... It's maybe not going to have a huge impact as far as like pro letter balance as a whole, but it will make things feel a little bit more manageable, like well, like losing three provisions or nothing else did. Mm. And I mean, speaking of the change, I got a question for each of you. What, what has been your favorite change of the patch? Is there anything that stood out for you? Like anything that you guys have enjoyed the most or been, liked the most? Trying to imagine it, it's the wild hunt change, mate. Like white frost. I was just playing white frost then. I'm honestly so impressed with it. I'm playing like a tried some devotion at first. And then it was all right, but then I've just put Heatwave, Portal, Madurk, of course, you know, the classic Spessy approach. And it's just <laughs> kind of popping off, honestly. Like, it feels really good. Like, uh, I've lost maybe a couple times of it, like, to cams a couple of times. But apart from that, it's been really smooth. Like, it feels like a lot of fun. Like, the leader's good. I just love Wild Hunt Frost. It was, like, my first deck. With, with Gwent, all I played in Witcher 3 was Northern Realms. And then when I moved to beta, I played Eridin Hounds before then becoming like obsessed with NR again. Uh, particularly in like when Homecoming came out, I only touched NR, but like Wild Wild Frost, Wild Hunt Frost, Eridin, that was kind of like the first thing in Gwent that I was just loving. And it's something about Frost, it's just well fun to play. I don't exactly know what it is, but like you can play Vader Makar, I've got Scepter of Storms in there, it's all going off. I love it. So good. Mm. The full Frost. I'll take a bit of a different one. I like the change to the the clog cards with them no longer being able to clog your tokens. <laughs> that I Continue. that I can definitely agree with. <laughs> it was miserable trying to play a token deck against clog. Like most yeah. of the matchups shouldn't be that bad on paper, but them clogging you with like ones and twos instead of like your bronze cards is it, it's significantly worse. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. a quality of life change, right? It's, it's to stop yeah. people who play any sort of token deck feeling just depressed in that matchup uh although cloggers is in a bit of a it's a weird place isn't it since the current patch yeah i mean i literally just played against cams who played i'm sorry cams really badly and he still beat me but <laughs> I had heat well, wave. everyone always say cams is playing but i've never heard anyone <laughs> say cams played well when they played against him on ladder every time 
It's because of ladder. He's just he's just zooming games like he's just spamming games. So he's not probably playing his full potential when he's. He just believed in his deck as well. He just knew it's kind of broken. But there's like the snow. You you play like tactical decisions, snowdrop, letho, renew, with defender, letho, colgrim. You just can't answer the colgrim, the defender, the letho, the renew all all at the same time. And even if you've got a deck that's got the answers. You yeah, need you to draw, draw them. Answers. In fact, I played yeah. against Spyro. Yes, sorry, Spyro. I'm, I'm so sorry, mate. <laughs> I, I sold my soul to the devil. I played Cloggers, and it's just so broken. Like it's so you don't have to think. Like even though there's the change to the the clogging cards, like all you really need to do is stop your opponent drawing their answers, right? Like just play yeah, a Cynthia, play like and even in, in a hyperthin deck, I tried to build. I even ended up putting Cynthia and coded weapons in the deck. And at that point, why are you not just playing Viper Witches and a Colgrim? You know, like I personally. Yeah. Um, also, it's important to mention, like, Mayamon got 2-7, like, 2-5 with Cloggers last season. Paya was saying that, like, at a certain MMR, it was only Cloggers players. Like, it properly just crept up to become really good, and now it's got the Sunset Wondrous card, which is just, like, you can get played for, like, 16 points of Tactical Decision. And Afan got buffed. Uh, okay, the Blightmaker's got nerfed, but you only need to play one of them anyway in, in Tactical Decision. Um, I, honestly, I, I've... Filmed a uh, deck guide for for it, and I'm honestly having I, I I'm having a real like dilemma, moral dilemma. It's, if I go for it, I was going to say it's immoral that, for like, you to post a, that video. <laughs> there'll be a petition in the description to hot fix it. That was me kind of trying to save it, but I just don't know if I'm posting it or not. No, you got to go full in on the villain, right? You got to post it. You got to also link it in the um the, like the Gwent deck, you know, the deck uh, guides thing on Play Gwent, where you can list decks. Link it in there. Link your video. Then tell all the people who watch your video to go upvote it, and then basically just become the cloggers overlord. You've got to embrace that narrative specimen. I think that is actually the best oh, approach to it. The video title has to be "Cloggers is the best deck!" Exclamation point with just like your face like this. And a question mark. And a question mark. Doesn't sound like mark and a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Touching back on that, like it, it's it's exactly what it is, right? Sloggers is just a deck that very much punishes your opponents more if they if they don't have a good starting hand. I mean, they're already pretty unhappy, but then you just rub salt in the wood and you say, okay, well now you're never gonna draw your cards because if you play your heat, even if you do play heatwave, even if you do play purify. You don't draw them in your opening hand. I'm gonna clog you to death, and you're just yeah. never gonna draw those answers. And it just feels so frustrating when you look at your deck and you're like. I have all these answers, but because I'm being clogged to death, I just can't draw them. So you just you just feel helpless in a lot of situations. And it's never really a good feeling. And unfortunately, Cloggers seems like an archetype that although it did get a bit nerfed in the last patch, tiny bit nerfed, it did get a new card, which kind of supports it in a way. Sunset Wonders is a card that Clog really does like. And it, it, so it got something taken away, but it also got given like a new, kind of like a tool, so to speak. Why is it always Nilfgaard? that gets the archetypes that are just horrific for your <laughs> opponent. You know, like, why can't it be, I don't know, Scoia'tael? People are like, Scoia'tael is the worst because because this deck is completely <laughs> unfun to play against. Like, I feel like CDPR are like, oh, let's make a really unfun deck to play against. Ah, why not Nilfgaard, you know, because people don't hate them enough. People hate <laughs> traps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, there's not so much traps on ladder. There's a lot of clog on ladder. So, I, but uh, yeah, Scoia'tael does have, I guess, some degenerate archetypes like traps, but... Not as popular, luckily. Uh, so Sunset Wanderers overall. How many kegs did people open? I guess that's the first question. I have embraced not opening kegs. I'm going to put that one out there. I don't need it to be competitively viable because I'm not competitively viable, so I'm going to wait. <laughs> 310. That's not too bad. I was like 300 and... 
50 or so. I can't remember exactly, oh. but trying it, and I, I was kind of, I was very nervous because trying it had a lot more kegs than I did. We were opening it at the same time, like as soon as the patch dropped. And I was talking it you big. It's so it much just, faster than me. Yeah, I was slamming them, mate. Like, I hate keg openings, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> just had to go for it, right? I almost misclicked. No way. Oh. I was like, oh. I was frames away from clicking a Siri. <laughs> that would have been awkward. I really yeah. wanted to get the second one though, just so I could mill it, but it didn't happen. I had no, not enough kegs. I was so determined to get to How be that guy. I just made everyone else feel terrible and just mill the card that everyone wanted. There is no way any full-time Gwen streamer does not have enough kegs. What is the sorcery? <laughs> I, mean, I, I actually like, like have had a bit of a, a an issue with like meteorite powder. Because when when it like transferred to beta or something, like I never really all my meteorite powder turned to scraps, and then I never actually used that to craft like the premium cards. So I've actually yeah. been opening kegs now. I'm tempted for siege to like get premiums, and I've also got like 400 way of the Witcher kegs like saved up randomly sat there that I bought and never opened. So mm -hmm. yeah, I was I only had probably like 150 kegs left when I hit it. So I was starting yeah. to get very, very anxious that I was going to miss it and miss out on those sweet, sweet YouTube videos and stuff. I was <laughs> honestly going to be fuming. It, luckily for me, it was like, I got, actually was quite lucky. I think I got it like 120-ish. So I was not having to grind out like 500 plus kegs, which I was worried was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think the I average like is 400. Yeah. Good, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you we streamed... All under, we all got it within under the average. Nice. <laughs> The lucky and ones. I just didn't play. My winning move was not to play. I feel like though, if you streamed Patch Day and actually played Gwent instead of opening kegs, you would have had all the viewers because everyone else is out there like, gotta get this new card, you know, so we can showcase it for the viewers. And then if you were that one person who was like, I'm just gonna play Gwent because I like playing Gwent, then it, it could have been successful. Love keg openings. Yeah, why? I don't know why. The the video I, that I posted on YouTube of the keg opening performs better than like the average gameplay video. <laughs> it's oh like gambling God. people just like gambling is what it is and I this way I mean, they don't have to gamble they can gamble with your money like i came from fifa right like fifa was the only card game i played i grew up on on packs like fifa ea have built like ultimate team to just monetize the hell out of it where people drop like ridiculous money on packs but the whole game is just this like oh in the next pack i could get messy and then my teams could be amazing and they just design it in a whole way where you do little challenges which and the reward packs you play a draft mode what's the reward more packs you play like a competitive season at the weekend what you get packs so that's what it's just mate it's all programmed into people people love packs uh people have pack opening videos like on fifa just gwen never has that like tension right yeah. whereas like for once there was like actually something you were looking for to get in a keg so that was a nice change but, i guess yeah. yeah i guess the issue with gwen is you can craft everything right so the pack openings don't have the same allure as you know, opening Pokemon cards for I, for I love opening Pokemon cards. I'm going to be honest with you, the the thrill of having like a full art hollow Charizard is like top tier. And then you Google it, and you're like, this is worth 200 pounds. I'm never going to sell this, but it's good to know. Now I feel now I feel rich. I've spent all my money on Pokemon cards, but it's fine. Whereas in <laughs> in Gwent, like you just got resources, you just craft anything. Like anything comes out, you just craft it. And now. Well you with the patch you can just one, buy though. the premium set right you buy the premium set you don't even have to open kegs they've removed the need to even open kegs with the way that they uh allow for pre-orders so speaking of the new card i got a question what is everyone's what is everyone's impression of how they did this like 
this thing. Do you, do you, I know a lot of people, it's been controversial. Some people have said that it's kind of like, it makes it very hard for some players to get this, especially in your place to get this new card. Like some, it's it's not easy to get. As you've tried mentioned, like 400, card, 400 um, kegs on average to get it. Um, whereas it does give kegs kind of a meaning towards players that, you know, have been in the game for a while because to be honest, I don't like most people that play that have played the game for a while just don't care about kegs or resources at all. I think that it's pretty janky that the only players who are going to have access to it for a couple days, really just a couple days as the, the quests are now live, are the people that basically have infinite resources. I played against zero copies of Sunset Wander in my first two days on ladder. Nobody has it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the, I guess on the other side, it's you're gonna everyone's going to get or have access to it soon, so it's only like a few days where they can't get it, but, you know, it is still, for some people, quite frustrating that they have to wait, I guess. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of, I don't think it's something they were ever planning on doing one, uh, more than once because they kind of knew the reaction to it would mainly be maybe negative. But at the same time, Gwent resources have always kind of been all over the place, right? Like they would be able to monetize the game probably a lot better if people were opening kegs. Like it's just like you look at FIFA, like FIFA just makes so much money from people opening packs on a regular basis. And like I really love that they're adding new cards in and this was like a different take, like you can only get it in kegs. Maybe they just needed to make it easier to find. Um, I don't have. I don't think they'll do it again. But I would love to see them do something where, like, if you get a card in a keg, it's got like a little a little star, like on the description of the card or something that shows you got it in a keg. Like on FIFA, it says first owner, and like even though that doesn't do anything, it's just like it's just and reason to open kegs so that like people will want to be like, oh look at this cool like first owner premium. Eridan I've got like let's go oh, that's I really the cool millionth so. premium Eridan or something like that uh, <laughs> I think you're all fools this is actually a ploy by CTPR to get people to spend their resources before they make a change this, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on first <laughs> this is a ploy to get people to spend resources before they make some change that allows you to use ore for something other than kegs and you've all sunk like 4 billion ore into kegs and now they're going to be like haha you can use your ore for I have 4 billion more. Yeah, I still have more ore than like a 0.001%. Yeah, but think of those poor people who like invested all their ore into kegs to get Sunset Wonder and then got him and then they'll be like, and now something completely different. I mean, that I don't actually think that's going to happen. I, I don't think and they'll do that. I think yeah. it was fun, right? I think it was fun to do something like this. So... It was fun for some people, but I, I don't know. I, like, again, if you're a new player, not, I can imagine if you don't have infinite resources, it might not have been so fun. But yeah, but if you're a new player, I, I you're not playing Pro Ladder anyway. Like, it does affect you. This is a nonsense argument. The only people it affects are people in Pro Ladder. And most people in Pro Ladder <laughs> play more Gwent than do anything else with any more of their time, if TLG Pro players can be an example for this. Like, this is my, my basis of how much Gwent Pro players play. They have clearly enough resources to, like, buy four billion kegs twice if Spiro is anything <laughs> to go by. So it doesn't it doesn't affect them that much. Like who who actually wanted Sunset Wonder and didn't get it? Raise your hand. Uh, I mean there were I, I saw people in my chats that were Yeah, there were definitely were people. Were people Red Dream gave up. Red Dream opened like hundreds of them and just gave up. He just couldn't be bothered anymore. Cause it my hand was hurting. I was it's a slog. I was zacking the kegs. And in, uh, the only thing keeping me going was the, that sweet, sweet YouTube video for that that like keg opening video. Because I thought it would do... Honestly, mine like didn't even do that well. I, I feel like I should have put some highlights in. 
Somebody in my comments said, this is the like the content nobody asked for. It's like worse than a Kinder Egg. <laughs> I really? Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's probably got, true. You only gave them like the, the payoff, right? You needed the hype. You needed the build up. You need like, oh, what's it going to, oh, there's a legendary, guys. What's it going to be? Oh my God, it's premium Triss. Oh, it's not this, but it's premium Triss. So this is my console. You got to like, you got to bait them a little bit. You're you're yeah, too generous. A, That's your issue. Jagras is in a Pokemon Master talking now. <laughs> Pretty much. I've opened three Volcarions in three packs. That's like the, the rare card from Hidden Face. And it was Volcarion, which is not a good pull, by the way. And I got them back to back. And I actually think someone might have tampered with that pack of Pokemon. Like it was in a box, a box of Pokemon cards. So there was like four packs in the box. And I'm pretty sure someone tampered with that box because there's no way you get that many Volcanions or whatever he's called in one pack. I'm still mad about this. Right, so I got another question to speak about this card, Sunset Wonder. What is everyone's impression of this card? Um, how does everyone feel like this card performs? I mean, if you're playing a devotion deck, I think you're doing it wrong, mate. Like, honestly, like, what's the point? Can't be worth it at this point. This card is just ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far, but the card yeah, is very strong. That is a stretch, but geez, it is a joke how good it is, right? Especially like in the flipping cloggers deck. Like, oh my god. It's like yeah. you, you can play with like 17 points, it's thinning your deck, which you like is obviously points for Colgrim. The fact that it just starts in your hand. Like I love the idea, like the fact it's like journey to the edge of the world, which is like one of the uh chapters in the Witcher book, one of the short stories. Uh it was also in the Netflix series in the first season, so they're sort of tying that in and it like travels from the left to the right. Really cool. Love it. I love that you can see it move in your opponent's hand. But it's just too good in it. Like it, it could have, it could have like play for half the amount of points, and it would still be probably quite good. I think like especially when the draw synergy comes in, like in discard SK. But particularly at the moment, tactical decision is going to be the bigger offender just because of how good like the Afan Mage Assassin package is. Like it's just yeah. It's I've been I've been closely like monitoring the average value of this card, and I, I is it's most of the time I'd say on uh, outside of average. Okay, sometimes it comes out in round one and whatnot, and it's playing for like twelve ish points. If it comes out in round one, but I, I'd say the average this card is easily playing for like fifteen plus points quite often. Very actually, sometimes it's playing for much more than that. I'm just saying like it's the average. Yeah, it also thins your deck, puts tempo uh, pressure on your opponent, and. It's a really good card. The only downside is it is a little bit expensive. Like I have tried to play it in some decks and the compromise like lose. I've tried cutting Heatwave in some decks for this card, which sometimes have caused me a lot of issues not having that extra like control card that I might need. But uh, the card is definitely on, on average performing very, very well, um, just some pure points wise. Like, it's just like kind of a fun card to play with. There's a lot of different yeah. like little aspirational things you can do with like tactical decision or the discard package or like pincer maneuver to maneuver yeah. the cards in your hands. Uh, but you can also just sort of play it raw and the, the sub game around like when should I pass with this card in my hand? What position do I want this yeah. at going into round two or round three? Should I commit yeah. this into round one? Should I save it so that it can be bigger later? There's a lot of cool decision making with the card that I think is kind of say, I have to say like the fact as well that they're still doing this whole like one card that's in neutral like between expansions, mate. Such a fan, like Owls of Maddox, two of my favorite cards of all time. And obviously, all you have to do now, you log on, WitcherCon, by the way, play 100 cards, and you get this card premium for free. So, like, the amount of people that are going to be hopefully watching this WitcherCon that are Witcher Netflix fans tomorrow, they'll be like, oh, Gwen, what? And then this whole, like, new event that's aimed at these new people where you get, like, the coins are actually symbols from the, the Netflix Witcher logo. Like, seems really like a, a really good we've always said Gwen doesn't market itself well enough but I, I wasn't a card game player I was a Witcher universe fan right that's how I came into Gwen so 
there's loads of other people that I'm sure would take an interest in, in Gwent if they knew it was out there. And this seems like the perfect sort of approach. Give everyone a really OP card. You can put it in every deck. It's going to get I nerfed, think... though, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Is that really that's so we... bad? Like, it's a cool card to have in the game for a month. I agree. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree as well. And I think the art is just lovely. It's just a really nice cards you know if you're going to give people one and it it does tie back into the netflix show and i think this is such a clever marketing ploy from both netflix and from cd project red although they do different things with the witcher ip for them to work together like this and realizing like we have a shared audience and we can all benefit from something like WitcherCon putting our kind of heads together it's just it's just sensible um and and i i enjoy the tie-ins i enjoy that i think you get like channel emotes tomorrow during um WitcherCon, and they've made one of the emotes i think it's just for the channel but one of them is you don't have the sword in the witcher netflix show if you haven't seen it it looks like a face like the the circle buckle on the sword it looks like a face and they've made one of the emotes that circle buckle because it's like a face and it's just those little things i think is a really smart move by the companies companies yeah to you know, get more people watching the Netflix show, get more people playing Witcher 1, 2, 3, and get more people playing Gwent. So I feel like it's going yeah, for everyone. Like, Gwent is right in the mix. Like, it starts off with, like, a panel of the actors, the main actors, like the actor for Siri and Yennefer, the lead show writer. And then the next thing on the agenda is Welcome to Gwent, the Witcher card game. And I think that's really absolutely fantastic for the game. Like, new players coming in, and then afterwards you've got, like, another thing with like the it's like a spotlight on the syrian yennefer actors so like all the netflix fans will be watching it you've got henry cavill superman and gwen on the same show like that's kind of sick honestly like it's really cool to see and i think like even though they don't spend that much and yeah toss a coin to the witcher is like actually in gwen now as well like when you open the witcher con thing toss a coin to your witcher like plays like for like oh, really? 10 oh. seconds or so so yeah i think it's i'm a fan of the netflix show like i, I read the books as well try and read the book so I think it's just super cool and I'm um really, very really excited to see like what else they sort of announce or or like how how what just who who's gonna be on the Gwent show tomorrow? Is there gonna be like a surprise appearance from Shin Miri? I don't I don't know. <laughs> Probably not, but I'm just excited, man. I'm really excited. I think just like the whole new cards every month. Yeah, sick. I'm enjoying it. Even though I would have liked more nerfs to jackpot and stuff. Like for the moment, right. it's good fun. Yeah, I'm 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 kinda of surprised how jackpot how Arsene could dodge so much like they got such a small slap on the wrist which is kind of crazy because syndicate is quite powerful right now yeah, yeah. i'll be interested to see the the leader winner it's the end of the season maybe it was just like underperforming at lower ranks like syndicate tends to do and that's how it escapes the the hammer i don't know yeah oh man. yeah I mean, syndicate at low ranks is is weird because surely... people just don't understand how to pilot it. like even at the highest ranks, the Syndicate's win rate wasn't that much higher than everyone else if you look at the data. It was like 1% above Nilfgaard and like 5% above NR, and it varied from like day to day. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that, that much of a balance issue. Yeah. That, that, that's because like on Prada, a lot of the, the, yeah. the people spamming it at the lower levels are kind of deflating that, that, that win rate. But if, well, if you look at... That's like, just looking at the top 20 and top 100. Oh, top. Okay, interesting. Okay, that's 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 interesting then. I, 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 from my perspective, under the, I was under the impression that like a top like hundred level, top sixty four level syndicate was outperforming everything by quite a big amount. But surely at that level, they're playing high MMR matches anyway. Yeah. August right? does like, well into it. As like, well, that just yeah. says that skill can kind of even the playing field a little bit. I guess. <sighs> um, 
I was going to say, yeah, as Gravesh is saying in chat, at low levels, people can't play it well. High levels, the meta revolves around countering it. So like, it's not ideal that it's as good as it is, but it's like sort of able to be kept in check a little bit. Yeah, but definitely something that's, I mean, we'll see when the new, I mean, next month we'll have a new mini, I, don't know, I still, I'm still hesitant to call it like a new expansion because it's a part of an expansion, but like next month we'll have the next piece of the puzzle, I guess. And we'll have to see how that shakes up the meta. I'm looking forward to, I wonder, do you, do you guys think they're going to like carry on with what they already started? Or do you think they're going to now, maybe they'll, maybe they'll, they'll, once we'll get vampire cards, do you think it will still be relic cards or, or, or what, what do you guys, what do you guys think how it's going to work? Do you think they're just going to carry on with what they've already started or yeah, they might do some other stuff? Yeah, I think so. There's a reason why it's like three parts to an expansion and not three different expansions, right? I would imagine that it's, they're trying to make some cohesive thing for each of the factions. Yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, and it looked like the, it looked like like an elven seer type card, right? For the square tail which like plays in with it. Like obviously they got Francesca, but they don't have like an actual spell card that's good yet. So I'd imagine like there's almost guaranteed in the next six cards to be like a high end square tail spell card that you can replay with Fran or special card even. It doesn't have to be, but spell makes sense, right? Like Alza, Fran, you just think there's got to be a deck there, but you realize it's not, apart from a Neuromancy, there's nothing you really want to play twice. So I would imagine so like Northern Realms of Patience as well. Like I think it's a really cool archetype. I've even been trying mm -hmm. to play it like this week with Istrid and like, you're kind of reaching because you're playing like rune words and megascopes and there's something there but maybe it's not as good as siege so i think just like makes sense to just give a little bit more and uh yeah obviously uh have to see what happens but like it's exciting as someone that plays the game every day i'm sure you guys can agree i'm playing a game every day to have like new cards every two months and even this month we've even got a new card you know even in between i imagine that happened every I'm time new set every two months Surprise, new month, you get like a little card to play around this a neutral, like uh, Alzheimer's. I think it's a really good, good yeah, approach. I'm, I'm kind of hoping, I'm, I'm looking forward to Druids getting some, because they, they obviously introduced this, like the new new Druid cards. Unfortunately, Druids doesn't seem to be quite there yet. I'm, I'm hoping that next month we get some real Druids back in the meta because I, I must be some wholesome Druid decks. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like Druid as well. And I liked Rain, you know, when all the Rain stuff came out at the end of last month with um. The new the new druid who like turns rain into storm and there's the ginger haired like alchemy resurrection druid and stuff like druids are actually they need a little bit more tweaking and this is something i'm hoping with this new patch cycle that it allows cdpr to do is look at what they've put out so far look at what they've got coming and tweak what they've got coming to more accurately meet their aims of the patch you know if you look at new cards that they put in for scale for example, the Druid ones, they're not quite there. So they could potentially use this subsequent patch to add some cards there. Whereas if you look at things like Sabbath, the Sabbath cards are doing all right. Like Sabbath, you know, and Relics, you could give it a couple more tools, but it's in a much better position than say like the Rain cards or the Square Tail cards, for example. So I'm hoping that this like iterative expansion cycle allows them to adjust so we don't get expansions with like pointless cards because you know in the past there'd be we'd get an expansion there'd be like five six whatever dead cards that just don't do anything they're not meta cards and this maybe allows yeah. everything to be impactful because they can adjust as they go yep i i agree um definitely more focused on what they're doing when it's a smaller amounts but more more frequent i guess um and then I guess last topic we can discuss for the day is um, the Invitational, which is starting this weekend, I believe. It is. Were you invited? Mm, well, yes, but <laughs> as, as a caster. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Hopefully, hopefully this is where like someone in, in this in this podcast wasn't invited and this is just salt in the wounds you know i was invited <laughs> as a caster and they told me it was this date like months and months ago then didn't think to send a reminder and i booked a trip so i'm not going to be casting this weekend but i'll cast like the subsequent tournament bit of it yeah i mean i believe this weekend we got the the swiss stages i believe um it's been broke up into two weekends i believe because last weekend as you, anyone remembers from last year it was it was it was a lot to cram into the event like the event was just so much game and so much happening that, that i believe jagger's not ended up casting until like i think it was like 4 a.m honestly my time at <laughs> oh least. it was like um, a 12 hour cast i was de- i was like delirious i was like please just <laughs> let this event end and i think it was a tie or something yeah, I was it was like, a tie. I remember, yeah. Oh. it was indeed a tie in the finals of it i was like was i do not get paid enough for this because i'm doing this for free (laughs) (laughs) what's your lineup um, Bessie tell the people I'm not playing actually I was uh, I was my plan was like back in like when this was a a long time ago it was like I was going to play and then if I did or when I didn't make it through to the to the top 16 I was going to maybe be able to cast that but um, honestly I just really enjoy the casting side of things as much as I like building decks and stuff like if I want to do that I can do it in qualifiers right so um, I wanted to cast, but unfortunately, I kind of pulled out because there's something else happening on Sunday. It's a national holiday in my country. Uh, working is against the law from on Sunday because all I'm going to do is drink beer and watch England win the Euros. So I'm going to be cast on Saturday, but on Sunday, I'm not going to look at a single game of Gwent. I think is my new plan. I'm uh, going to watch England smack Italy 4-0. You heard it here first. I'm, I'm fairly sure <laughs> we've been announcing in our like promos that we're going to be done before the football. So you have no excuse, specimen. Like zero oh, excuse. Um, I, you yeah, could get blackout drunk yet, and I'm compete at the same to, time. Uh, get to like one of the the fan parks on the big screen, right? I just, we've not been in a final since 1966. Like it's a big occasion. Oh, you know, it's we, obviously we like, really haven't heard enough about this. You know that that cartoon. I, I guess you guys maybe don't experience this because you're not British, but you know that cartoon and there's like a crow that just starts screaming over the other birds. This is what England football fans are like. You know, in case you hadn't heard, you know, they haven't been in the finals for ages, but it is apparently coming home. Wherever the fuck that is. Apologize. Sorry, Max, you're going to have to... Bad <laughs> Honestly, football for England, English fans, English fans, like, actually, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right, though, I'm going to make someone your, upset. You've got your nil-nil results, Scotland nil-nil with England. And we're the only ones who drew Celebrating it like you've won the tournament. Yeah. It's yeah, we're right. the only ones who drew to you guys. So basically, we're we're God's gift to football. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, I had is... to sneak something in. Like you couldn't invite me on and expect I wouldn't mention it. I'm on the bus. I feel so bad for for Spiro and Trinet. Like this is what British football is like. Because I'm Scottish. Spiro's uh, not Spiro. Sorry, uh, Spessy's English. And so we get exposed to all of like the football media. Like in Scotland, Sterling is a diving expletive. And they did not deserve the penalty against Denmark. But, you know, if you ask Spessy, Spessy, how was Sterling's uh, penalty against Denmark? It was never a penalty. The ref was awful the whole game. It was terrible performance. <laughs> like, we should have had a penalty in the first, in 90 minutes, but for some reason they, they've got a video assistant referee where there's a screen on the side, the ref can go and watch it and verify his decision. <laughs> but basically they know that everyone hates VAR, the video assistant referee, so they've decided to not use it for the important moments. It's a joke. Like we should have had a penalty in 90 minutes and it wasn't given. It was given as a foul the other way, which is pathetic. And then we dive, clear dive, and they're like, nah, there was contact. He touched him, mate. It's a penalty. And then the England fans in the crowd have got laser pointers at the goalkeeper for Denmark. 
which is really it's like what oh, like you guys what, are scum. How, how why do you think right. everyone hates our country mate like there's a reason you're displaying exactly why me. everyone hates <laughs> colonialism holy crap i don't know i hate us but i love our team i love our players like they're a good bunch of lads they're all sort of similar ages to me like some of them I've seen, like, used to make, like, FIFA YouTube videos of, like, the, the, the UK YouTubers. Like, Luke Shaw's been around for so long. So I'm buzzing, man. And it's a shame people ruin it. And obviously, uh, I know people don't like us winning, but it does make it quite sweet whenever I go into, like, I open my Twitch, my Twitch chat or I go on Discord and people are slagging England off. It's coming home, the England squad. And now we're in the finals. And uh, it's fun. It's all good fun, isn't it? So thanks for coming to Zwinal, the football podcast all right <laughs> we completely went off on one there uh invitational though so there's uh, a load of players invited from a bunch of different teams com- different pro pro ladders there was a qualifier for people who weren't invited to like qualify to gain an invite you know basically you get to join the cool kids club uh it's a big event that tlg put on once a year to try and see who is the ultimate pro player in Gwen. uh who's gonna yeah. win Place your bets. And that is the question. That is the question. I mean, it's going to have a lot of um, familiar faces for everyone. You're going to see, you know, some very streamers, casters, um, players. Everyone's going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Last year, it was quite a big event. Um, lots of people watching it, I believe. And um, looking forward to seeing this year. It's going to be bigger and better than last year. And, that, and I mean, again, we're going to be staying up for two weekends because, you know, just so much... I think it's going to be 128 players, something crazy like that, all participating in the events. And obviously, we're going to go through the Swiss stages and the knockout stages and whatnot. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it for sure. But who's going to win? Mm, that I don't know. You got to bet. Uh, okay. Okay. The one is going to win. It's going to be the one that hopefully no, plays the best. No, pick a name. Pick a name. Any name. Yeah, I've, got, I've got a name. I don't know. I don't even know who's playing. <laughs> I've got a name. And there's 128 sure people playing. I'm also not sure if he's playing, but I'm going to go for Ivy Cotto. Oh, God. <laughs> the legend. Just an iconic Ooh. gamer that, like, you just queue into him and you just go, what was that? And you just move on. Is <laughs> oh, Maimon playing? I want to see the sick piles win. <laughs> I think Maimon probably will okay, be Okay, so we've got a bet for Maimon. We've got a bet for Cotto. Pyreball's not playing before anyone picks mm. for him. I want to go... I really want to go Dark Kevin. I'm going to go Dark Kevin. I'm Team Kevin. I hope he's playing. Dark Spivey. Kevin doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't Spivey. Kevin TLG Spivey. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot the, we have to commit the to underscore. their new names, right? TLG underscore Spivey. I think he's actually my... Cybers with a Z oh, no. as well. Yeah, he is Cybers <laughs> again, isn't he? Oh. You know what? I don't want him to win anymore. This, is, this has been too fit painful for me to predict. Let's go... Um, God, who even plays Gwent? Who even plays Gwent? No, I, I'll go for Spivey. Nope. I feel like Spivey's like the bridesmaid, but never the bride in competitive Gwent. I genuinely think he's a really solid player. He does well on ladder consistently. And he's just such a nice person as well. Like genuinely nice person. So I kind of feel for him in that he's in that situation where you're, until, you're getting so until close. He's having a, and then until he's having a bad out. day and then the, the scary German words come out. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> those are the best streams. Says says Spiro, <laughs> who's, I, I, who's stream who's every day Don't is ask. a bad day. <laughs> uh, no, 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 it's it, I'm just saying, just saying, after watching Spivey and TLG TV, sometimes it's quite funny. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know who's all playing. There's so many people playing that I, I, I don't even know the list. So asking me who pick I think someone. Win, I, no, pick someone. Who? 
I don't know who's Guess. playing. I'm just gonna... Do you not know the names I'm... of any pro players that might be playing? But I don't know. I might pick a name and I might not be playing. I don't know. I'm going to say like Kulamon. Then you're wrong. In, in before Kulamon is not playing. Okay, yeah. Kulamon, there we go. <laughs> Perfect. Good job. Okay. There we go. So these are the predictions, you guys. Place your bets now. <laughs> is he even playing? I don't know. <laughs> probably playing mm. does he even play Gwent anymore like he won he won world masters and is a very rich man like at that point I'm like you, you hang up your Gwent hat if there was a Gwent hat mm. actually I think I have a CDPR hat in my cupboard that would be the Gwent hat that you would <laughs> physically and metaphorically hang up and then you just ride off into the sunset olamon has got his best of nine series against Pyreball to look forward to and I think it's next weekend oh. <laughs> I think a best of nine ban like you bring every faction ban one faction and it's closed deck list as well. So like, oh I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask Paya to get me on board, and we're just gonna, I'm just gonna put Cohen in like the Northern Realms deck, <laughs> just like <laughs> ultimate surprise value, mate. Igni, Yurden, everything. Oh boy. Really I don't think he's gonna. Nine? I don't think he's gonna accept my invitation to let me help him. <laughs> Jeez, a best of nine though. Uh, yep. That's and Cole's sick. just gonna I'm play so, net That deck. makes me well, feel a little net. bit nauseous. Cole just played like Metadex, right? So Paya could just uh, bring some spicy stuff. Yeah, close deck. What did they win? Experience. Eternal glory. Yeah, pride, right? Uh. Eternal glory. Never, never underestimate eternal glory. But then, like, on the other hand, if you bring the spice, do you not win the hearts of the fans and thus win not overall? Not if your spice completely just implodes and you just get like. Five nulled. <laughs> yeah, but like it's a show match, so it doesn't matter. You know, I feel like if, if it's a show match, you should embrace chaos. No, because if the spice does poorly, everyone makes fun of you, and you didn't win. <laughs> the spice is only good if it wins. Oh, uh, then it's really good. If the spice wins, then then you're like yeah. a hero. You get bonus points mm -hmm. for spice. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of prizing, though, I believe there is prizing for the TLG Invitational. I'm assuming that's what Max is talking about in the chat. It says £1,600 for first place. And I would assume that if it's not the show match, because that's got two people, so there's only first place and second place in that situation. Is Freddy Babes playing in the Invitational? Probably. I think he's he pulled playing? out. Uh, he, uh, I don't think he's been enjoying it too much this patch. He was playing quite a lot last patch, but um, yeah, he hosted me quite early on patch day. He, he sent a raid my way after maybe like an hour of his stream. Uh, I think when he found out that he had to open kegs to get the new card, he wasn't impressed. <laughs> and I think he played Scoia'tael. He was playing. I, I watched the VOD back because I was like, I, wa I wanted to see if there was like a big rage quit or what happened. It wasn't, but he was playing Scoia'tael, and I think he came to the conclusion that Scoia'tael has actually been nerfed because Waylay <laughs> is now four provisions. So like the sorceress can hit Waylay, so it's not guaranteed to hit tempering, making a bomb caress. So Scoia got nerfed. I think Freddy then realized he couldn't just craft the new card and I think he he's not played since or I don't think he's streamed since. So I don't think he's playing this weekend. I mean that's fair enough. I, I feel like that is a valid reason. <laughs> just tilted off the edge of the planet until, you know, some point later down the line. Uh is there any other news we have to cover for the next kind of month, past month, mm. anything else you guys want to talk about? Or are we happy? I mean, it's just this I'm WitchCon happy. thing tomorrow. Like, and you guys going to watch the it's like tomorrow evening? There's like the actual, um, the actual like event. Are you guys planning on watching it? I guess maybe you just catch up with like do the trinet in the morning, whether it's like sped up and see what they're saying. Or are you, are you interested at all, guys? Are you going to watch it live? Like, I'm gonna. They're like encouraging people to restream it, so I'm going to do like a watch party tomorrow on my channel. Uh, maybe like TN Lineheart were mentioning about doing it as well. So like, just maybe chilling a call with some Gwent people and. Uh, 
yeah, like CDPR said they might try and promote some channels as well because you can like opt in to to do it, the watch party with it. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that, honestly. And I, like, imagine if like suddenly there's this huge new influx of players and, you know, it could be really cool, honestly. I'm, I'm really excited for it, I have to say. It's the most excited I've been for an event. Um, and to see Gwent getting some marketing, like, it's brilliant. And obviously, like, it's not the marketing you might think with adverts, but this is like the best kind, right? Because it's like Witcher fans are going to be watching it, like the diehard people that love the, the Netflix series, the universe. What's Gwent? I've not played a card game. I've got no interest. And then suddenly, like, oh, it's actually pretty cool. Because I was the same, right? I, I didn't think I would enjoy card games particularly, but here I am. Oh, here you nice. are. <laughs> there you go. So, Spessy's hype for WitcherCon. <laughs> Do we have any predictions for WitcherCon? Now, they've said, CDPR have said they're not announcing Witcher, trailer, a new Witcher game. And they've also suggested it's more geared towards new players. Is that my understanding of the, of the Gwent part? I feel like I saw that on Twitter somewhere. Yeah, I think so. I'm, the, I'm, I'd be surprised if there isn't some leaks as well, right, for the upcoming expansion, like some big card maybe. Like we saw Istrid, right, from Northern Realms in the most recent set. That's Istrid is a character in the Witcher, I think maybe like, maybe like a Renfrey. Maybe it's time for Renfrey, right? It seems like the perfect time. Someone's just mentioned it, Yash, like a Renfrey card. She was in the first episode of the Witcher series. Something like that, I feel like it's time, right? Imagine... If it's like the actual actor of Renfrey and she's like in a premium card, I don't know, something like that could just get people hyped. Okay, that's yeah. Bessie's prediction. Does anyone else have any other predictions? I mean, I'm predicting there'll probably be a witch, there'll probably be an Netflix trailer for the the, the season two. That's probably <laughs> bound oh. to be the case. Other than that, I don't Why know can you well. not commit to anything like out there? You know, you're like, there'll probably be a Witcher trailer. No freaking shh. And then earlier, well, like, oh, okay. I, can't, I couldn't possibly I pick anyone to win. It's probably going to be a Witcher dinosaur that's going to invade uh, Tokyo. I don't know. <laughs> specimen, is, not specimen. Spiro, is your favorite flavor vanilla? Uh, favorite flavor in what sense? Ice cream flavor? <laughs> ice cream. Let's go ice cream. Yeah. See, you don't, you don't need to qualify this. Is your, okay, ice cream. Is your favorite flavor no, vanilla? I like, I, like, I like strawberry. Okay, he's Trying it. Do you have any predictions? Uh, I'm down for the Witcher Godzilla crossover. That sounds pretty hype. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to make a bold oh. prediction. I'm going to. This is my bold prediction. I think they they said they're not announcing mm. a new Witcher game, so it could be a remaster potentially, but or Witcher or. Three DLC. Number three. Ah, it's so late for DLC though. It doesn't matter. People would buy. You know, people would buy it. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be new. Ugh. Witcher three is on every console imaginable. Witcher three is like Skyrim at this point. Like it's it's never going to go anywhere. <laughs> so at this at this stage, they may as well just make Witcher three. I don't know, fish and chips or is this like Heart, heart of Stone, Blood and Wine, fish that sort of Ugh. thing? And I would buy it. You would buy it. Let's be real. I mean, we and would, then they don't I have mean, to reprogram yeah, the whole cool. game. I just don't know if it would be like financially viable. I'm, I will see. We'll see, I guess. I wonder if we might see Golden Necker. Maybe it's the time, right? Like they've got this like weird single player type thing going on. Like kind of just forgetting about it. But they obviously, they, when did they first announce this Golden Necker thing? Maybe during Masters last year, December. And then they've kind of touched on it. They showed like, I can't even remember, but it's some sort of like single player thing within yeah. Gwent. Like maybe they could announce that part of it as well, right? Seems like a good I mean, time with lots of eyes on it. Like the cool. end of the year, or they say they're going to try aim for the end of this year. So we're still a ways off, but yeah, you know, I guess we might get. Who knows? Maybe we'll get information. <laughs> but 
But I feel I feel bad because the chat's all hyped for now this imaginary Witcher 3 DLC that I was like bold prediction. I mean I feel like realistically it might be a remaster if they do announce anything game wise, but we'll see. DLC though. It's gonna be DLC. I believe mm. you guys. You just gotta believe. If it doesn't get announced, then chat didn't believe hard enough. So um I'm not sure if anyone has any closing thoughts, but I think that's a good place to wrap it up for the for the day um uh, any closing thoughts from you guys uh thank you to cdpr for buffing boat builders great job <laughs> on that note thanks for buffing artfane tortoise too <laughs> uh, thanks to cdpr for witcher 3 dlc number three wink wink nudge Captain. nudge that's my that's my closing opinion <laughs> sparrow you got anything to add no, you don't, because you're Spiro. Spiro has. Yes, that's true. Exactly. Spiro commits to no opinion. I'm just getting ready for the smile wave, my favorite part. Okay, well, if we have nothing further, then we just want to say thank you to everyone for listening or watching. Not yet, Spassy. Don't jump the gun with a smile and wave. We thank everyone for listening and watching. We remind them they can follow us on all places where you find podcasts. I don't trying to iso that you find them or you find <laughs> podcasts wherever that might be like i think like spotify apple music and like yeah podcast places i don't know where they are i'm gonna be honest with you beyond that have a lovely day thank you so much for watching and now now we smile and wave boys just smile and wave. <laughs>